Southern and Prairie View both need some help in order to win the Swag West, but their showdown this week is the main event of the evening. Oh, yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked on HBCU podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked on podcast network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor and current contributing writer at USA Today Saints Wire. I appreciate you. For making this your first listen of the day, every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use the code locked on college, and your first deposit will be matched up to $100. Prize Picks. Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. We have our games to watch. Not our quite game of the week, but we have our games to watch. And we have four of them things, but we got three segments. So we'll wrap it up with the CIAA and SEAC championships put together. Prior to that, we'll look at Morgan State versus Norfolk, excuse me, versus South Carolina State and why that is an important matchup. And it's kind of understated. But one that is not understated is the main event of the evening on Saturday, and that is Southern versus Prairie View, because in this matchup, both teams will be fighting for their lives. And I know I know it's not all corners the team that has the lead. All corners the team that doesn't need anybody to help them. Prairie View and Southern both need some things to happen in addition to them winning. But this matchup has so much at stake, and it's two teams that have so much at stake. That it has to be the main event. It's the one that you want to see. Even if Alcorn is the team that everybody is looking at, the game that everybody is looking at is Southern versus PV for a couple of reasons, but most importantly, what it means to the division. The SWAC West can be, excuse me, the SWAC West can be clinched this week. This game has the ability to help the SWAC West be clinched. This game has the ability to put a new team in the driver's seat. This team, or excuse me, this game is extremely important. When you look at it, if Alcorn wins and Prairie View loses, Alcorn is the champions. If Alcorn loses and Prairie View wins, Prairie View is now in the driver's seat for the SWAC West title. So Southern versus Prairie View might be between two teams that are not the top dog at the moment, but the outcome of this game has the ability to either clinch the division or have a new top dog be labeled in position at the top of this division. So, yeah, I think that this being the main event is an appropriate way to describe this matchup. So let's get into it because both this game here and then the next segment where we discuss Morgan State versus South Carolina State, it's all about the impact it can have on for the MEAC, the conference, but for the SWAC, 
specifically the division, the SWAC West. Um, if Southern loses this game, it's over. Wrap it up. The Bayou Classic means nothing outside of bragging rights. There's a good chance that that's going to be the case, no matter what. There's a good chance that by losing to Alcorn last week, you did your season in because, and I'll continue to bring this up because it's important. If Alcorn wins and they're playing Texas Southern, they should win that game. But TSU has really fought a multitude of teams really close. And the alum in me wants to say, oh, eventually one of those games will slide our way. But TSU has played a bunch of teams close. They played Jackson State close. They played Southern close. They played PV close. Like, I've seen them play teams close. But let's say that Alcorn wins. Then if Southern wins, it doesn't matter because the Bayou Classic is going to be irrelevant yet again because Alcorn has already clinched the division. If Southern loses, then it's going to be another situation where Alcorn, or excuse me, if Southern loses, the Bayou Classic will still be irrelevant. And it, it's tough where it's almost to the point where when I'm thinking about this and think about what I'm going to say, I'm trying to avoid saying the same thing so many times because there's so many different routes that end in the same conclusion. It's not just, oh, he's repeating himself. No, I just keep saying that Alcorn could clinch or, or Southern could have the Bayou Classic be irrelevant or Prairie View could be the new lead dog because there's multiple ways for us to get to those things. As far as PV, there's not so much finality in their loss because if, if Southern loses, it's done. Like all you have to hope for, the only thing you can hope for if you're the Jaguars, is that you win and Alcorn loses. That's it. If that doesn't happen, kiss your season goodbye. It's over. If that does not happen, it's over. As far as PV, the finality is not, is not there. It'll be difficult, yes. But let's say that they lose and Alcorn loses. Now you're just right back in the same situation next week. Now you're in the same situation hoping that Alcorn loses to Jackson State and then you win your final game. So as far as Southern, you lose, you're done. PV, if you lose, you could have some things happen to where you're still alive in this thing. This is a this is a big time matchup. This is a big time matchup, and I'll give you the storyline, or no, no, I'll give you the matchup instead. The matchup because I was gonna have the storyline of Dooley, but instead I'll go with this matchup that I looked at, and it's the pass defense of Prairie View that ranks second to worst in the SWAC last week. Southern went against the second to best pass defense in the SWAC. Maybe this is where they finally get some things together. Maybe this is where the Southern offense that has done a little better than what they have in the past two weeks through the air, maybe they get a little bit closer to what they were the previous four or five games. Maybe they figure some things out against a extremely lesser pass defense than they had to go up against last week. You look at the run defense for PV, and that is middle of the pack. Maybe Kendra Grimes gets back on the horse and he reclaims the momentum he had the two weeks prior to last week. Everything went bad for Southern last week, but you have an opportunity to get back on the horse. You have an opportunity to reclaim everything that you are already progressing towards, but you have to win this game. And that matchup between the PV defense and the Southern offense is the one that I'm looking at. <sighs> Good guys. I'm excited for this game. I, I wanted to make it the, uh, I wish I could have made it the game of the week. That's how excited I am about it. But we got Howard versus North Carolina Central, and that is the game of the week. That is the true main event of all HBCU football. But let's move forward because the outcome of Morgan State versus South Carolina State is going to impact that main event of all black college football that I mentioned because the MEAC 
is up in the grabs or up for balance, up, up for balance. I say in the balance, or excuse me, I say in the grabs and up for balance. Boy, am I talking dyslexic today. But you know what? It's up in the air. It's up for grabs, and it'll be in the balance this week. And the outcome of Morgan State versus South Carolina State will be heavily influential to what happens in the MEAC this weekend. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical, and you can never predict the unexpected. It's unexpected. That's part of it, right? But what you can do is you can prepare for it. You can make sure that you have everything you need just in case. Just in your Jace case will have everything just in case something happens. Let's say A happens or B happens. I ain't, look, I'm superstitious, so I ain't going to name nothing in particular. But who knows? It could be something I'm not even thinking about. But the Jace case with the five medical uh, the five medications that is prepared for over 50 emergencies is going to make sure that I have everything that I need, no matter if I thought this would happen or not. And the beautiful thing about the Jace case is they allow you to add extra medications on now. So you can kind of customize after you get the base five, you can customize six and, and whatnot to get what you feel like you might need, but isn't in the case already. So all you have to do is go to jacemedical.com and you're going to use the code locked on college. So when you use the code locked on college, you get $20 off your first purchase. Don't be reactive, be proactive and go to Jace Medical and get yourself a Jace case right now. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, tomorrow we have our Friday episode, but we also have our um, college football kickoff live, which is going to be from 10 a.m. Central Time to 11 live on the Locked On HBCU YouTube page. After that, it will be stored here forever and ever and ever and ever on the Locked On HBCU YouTube page. And it'll also be on the Locked On HBCU audio page. Excuse me. So make sure that you are being a more informed college football fan. But I feel as if Morgan State versus South Carolina State has a tad bit of an understated importance. I feel as if this game, it'll be looked over, but it could potentially mean a lot. The MEAC is, as we said before, it is up in the balance and it is on the grabs or whatever the heck I said, just butchering the cliches. But in all seriousness, it is up for grabs. And I think that we have to not only look at the Howard versus North Carolina Central game, we also have to look at the games that are impacted by the outcome of that Howard North Carolina Central game. So just so we're clear, if North Carolina Central wins on Saturday, this game does become irrelevant as far as the MEAC goes. It just becomes two teams facing off each other, facing off against each other, and seeing who's the best. That's if North Carolina Central wins. But if Howard wins, this game remains important. You have two teams who have both lost to North Carolina Central already. 
You have two teams, one of which has faced Howard and has beaten Howard, and you have one team that ends their season against Howard. Once again, I just want to make sure that everybody understands what is up for grabs, what is on the stake, or done with cliches. Cliches are finished. Cliches are finished. I want everybody to understand the importance of this game. Howard wins, which is a realistic possibility. It's a realistic possibility. I still favor North Carolina Central, but Howard winning could happen. And now you're looking at South Carolina State as potential, potentially your next MEAC champions. You're looking at Morgan State as a team that's fighting and crawling to be your next potential MEAC champions. And that's a big deal for a team that's led by a second-year head coach and having a turnaround. And then also I'm looking at this game and the, and the outcome of Howard versus Central, and I'm saying, what about Todd Smith? Is Todd Smith going to have the red shirt? That's something we looked at on yesterday's episode. So make sure you go check that out as well. It was just the day before. It's segment two, so it's around this same time frame. All of these things come from the outcome here. Now let's look at the potential scenarios because we're not even going to break down this game as far as team versus team. We're going to look at what the win means for each of these. And let's start off with Morgan State because Morgan State – they're in a really difficult position to where they've lost to um, to North Carolina Central, and they haven't played Howard. So let's say that Howard defeats North Carolina Central. We're going to operate with that ideology for the rest of this because that's the only way any of this even matters. So let's just operate with the mindset that Howard was victorious this upcoming Saturday. Morgan State would then have to face Howard the following week and potentially give Howard a second loss. If you don't give Howard a second loss, then you're going to have a second loss, and you're not going to be able to win the MEAC with two in that situation. Howard already is above you with one. You're done. If you beat Howard and give them a second loss, more likely than not, you are going to be tied with North Carolina Central. North Carolina Central beats you. You will be done. It's a very tough premise. It's kind of a situation where it's a lose-lose, but you clearly have to come out and win these games and hope that everything falls in place. Because if Central does lose the second week of the season or the, the last week of the season and their second game of the season, then you would make it. If you went out and Central loses out, you're in. But that's a very difficult task because that is the worst-case scenario for the Eagles. But I also don't believe it's the worst-case likely scenario. Realistically speaking, I do not see them losing the last two games. I just don't. I could see them losing to Howard. To me, that is the most likely worst case scenario. And sometimes we have to marry the two when talking for real. We got to be realistic with our worst case scenarios when trying to, I have to be that way. Forget what you got to do. I got to be that way. But South Carolina State doesn't need that. South Carolina State does not need this absolute worst case scenario. I don't know what the three-way tie rules would be, but they have an opportunity to have a three-way tie, and you wouldn't immediately lose out. Yes, you lost the Central, but because you've already beat Howard and you are Howard's one loss, if Howard ends the season with one loss, meaning they beat Central, South Carolina State ends the season with one loss, meaning that they beat out the rest of their, uh, their opponents, and let's say Central ends the season with one loss, meaning they lost to Howard and then won the next game. Now you're in a three-way tie with three teams who have beaten each other, and now you have to go deeper for the ties. And I, I'm not saying who would win that. I haven't looked at it all, 
But that's a scenario that I'll approach when I get there. For now, I'm not looking at any three-way ties because Central versus Howard is still on the horizon. I'm not looking at nothing else. I'm looking at Central winning this game. That's what I'm looking at. But if I'm if I'm South Carolina State, I'm trying to end the season with one loss and have Howard end the season with one loss and figure everything else out after that. Right? Well, let's move forward to two teams who have already, or excuse me, four teams, because we have two games to break down in the last segment. And that's four teams that have already closed out their season, their regular season, and they're looking to be a conference champion in the SEAC and the CIAA as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, and Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. All you have to do is have an entry with two to six players. And when I tell you, my friends and I, we have a group chat based on um, fantasy. And this guy must have sent five of his freaking prize picks entries into the group chat and said, this is what I think I'm doing. This is slowly turned into a prize picks group chat. So I guess I'm in a prize picks group chat. And if it's on a Tuesday, then you're looking at the Taco Tuesday options that they have on prize picks. You can have two to six players. You pick more or less. Do you think they're going to have more points or less assists? Do you think they have more touchdowns or less yards? Than they are projected to have. And if you get all those things right with the flex pay, you're going to be a winner. 10, I think this guy put in a $10 entry and it will get him $250 back. We love those odds. And if you love them, all you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college, use the code locked on college, and you get your first deposit matched up to $100. As we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day, every day, making it all the way to segment three, and I thank you two times for that. Now, the SEAC and the CIAA championship games will be going down on Sunday. This is championship season, and I want to look at them because these matchups are the ones that I was looking for. Not precisely the one I'm looking for, but... Speaking on the SEAC, but it's good enough for me because it's the same ideology of something fresh. Let's kick it off with the CIAA because this is a rematch of one of the closest games of the year. This was Fayetteville State's closest game of the year when they faced off against Virginia Union. And for many people, it's the championship game that we should have had in 2022. But we're getting in 2023 and we still have a big time player in Jada Byers. Excuse me. And Jada Byers is the guy that I believe changes this game more than anybody else. Because Jada Byers didn't play in that first matchup. And when you add the guy who was clearly the best running back in the conference, he leads the, the conference in rushing yards despite being out for two games. And he just makes this offense different. When you're looking at Fayetteville State versus Virginia Union the first time in the regular season, I'm not saying you have to completely disregard the game, but you do have to throw out a good amount of it when you're looking at that union offense because they didn't have Jada Byers. And when you don't have Jada Byers, things are different. Things are completely different when you don't have Byers. They scored seven points in that game. Virginia Union averages 39 points per game. And I suspect with Byers being back into the matchup, they will be closer to 39 than they are seven. Fayetteville State better be able to score some points. Because since returning from injury, and he had a, a rough spot in the game, he got injured in the game, he came back from injury. I think 
I'm just going to count the game he came back because he didn't finish that first matchup. But this is what Byers has done since returning from injury. Since returning from injury, Jada Byers has had a 246-yard game, a 223-yard game, 155-yard game, and a four-touchdown game. Those are four different really impressive games. So when I'm looking at Fayetteville State versus Virginia Union, I'm not basing too much off of that first game because Union didn't have their best player. And when you have your best player back, this is a completely different matchup, and I'm excited to see it in a CIAA championship game. Now I look over, and I'm looking at the SEAC. I'm looking at the SEAC, and you have Albany State versus Benedict College. Who didn't expect Benedict College to be here after about a month in the season, where they're just absolutely shellacking people, where they're absolutely dominating opponents? They're not playing close games. I wanted one thing, or I wanted two things out of the SEAC championship game. I either wanted to see Benedict College, who we knew was going to be in there going into the last week. I either wanted to see Benedict College versus Miles, who was the only team to play them close. I think they might have been the only team to be within 20 points of them at the end of the game. And they were within three, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was 27-24. I either wanted to see Benedict College versus Miles, or I wanted to see Benedict College versus a team I hadn't seen them face before. Now, while I couldn't have got the former, I did get the latter, and I'm happy about that. So we have BC versus Albany State. They haven't played each other yet. Albany State, and typically we, we big up Benedict. We do. Y'all know how we get down here. But instead of doing that this time, because we praised them enough, we said that they're dominant enough, we even said it today. Let's look at Albany State, because what they have done is impressive to me. Under the first-year coach, Quinn Gray Sr., they made it to the championship game, and that's the feat that's so impressive. I almost want to claim him as my cousin, even though I've never met the man personally. So go ahead now, cousin. Go ahead, family. Because for you to be able to come in, and I'm not saying you were working with scraps. I'm not saying that you were dealt a, a raw deal and you turned it into a gourmet, uh, a gourmet meal or anything. I'm just saying that you're a first-year head coach in a competitive conference, and you were able to make it to the championship game in the first year. That deserves to be credited. You have the second-ranked defense. And I would be interested to see if Benedict College could get into a defensive matchup because that hasn't happened yet. They have not been in a defensive matchup. I think that 27 points that they scored against Miles that I referenced earlier was their lowest output of the year. They score points. It'll be interesting to see if the second-best defense in the conference can stop them from scoring points. That's all I want to know. All I want to see because Benedict College has been dominant all year where they continue that stretch against an opponent they haven't seen yet this year and an opponent that has a really good defense. Well, we see them dominate the same way Benedict dominate the same way that we have where things be a little bit different. So we have our CIAA. We have our CAC. Both are in the championship game. Fayetteville State, Virginia Union, Benedict College, Albany State. These are our games to watch. Those in addition to Morgan State versus South Carolina State, which is an understated, important game in the MEAC, and then also in the SWAC, the main event of that conference, Southern versus Prairie View, that has major ramifications on the SWAC West and who will be representing the division in the SWAC championship game. On tomorrow, we'll have our main event of Black College Football, which is, so essentially, uh, Prairie View versus PV, or excuse me, Prairie View versus Southern is like the co-main event when it comes to all Black College Football. It's the main event of A section, but it's the co-main event. Only second 
to the potential MEAC championship game, which is Howard versus North Carolina Central, November 11th, Saturday. I cannot wait. So tomorrow, until then, until the next time that we hear each other family, take care, stay blessed, peace.